Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Bear. I love you too, Kura. This is episode 69 of the Bear and Kura podcast. We are going to talk about gay sex. Since this is episode 69, we really have to talk about gay sex. (laughs) So Kura's sister needs to know that she should skip this episode in front of the children. That goes for you prudes out there without any kids. (laughs) Okay, for those of you who are still listening, we will proceed. And for the record, we will not talk about lesbian sex because frankly, we don't know anything about it. When you have sex, which one of you is the girl? Cute question. Very cute question. And I think there's a lot of straight people out there that wonder this all the time, and the answer is neither one of us. No. 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 If sex was girls, we wouldn't be gay men. Exactly. That is a very cute question, though, because that's what a lot of straight people try to get. They they think, how could you even possibly have sex if you don't have a girl? Yeah. Yeah. Or they they want to know who always... Basically, they're trying to get to the bottom, who's pitching, who's catching. Mm -hmm. And they automatically assume if you're catching, then you're the girl in the relationship. Mm. Which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think it works that way. No, hardly ever. Yeah. Sometimes they'll think, oh, whoever's the most feminine looking is... And that's definitely not always the case. No, not at all. And it's just a matter of preference and with different... Partners, it can be different. Your your tastes evolve over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really a silly question. It is, and it's it's a big gray area too. It's not black and white by any means. Does it hurt the bottom? No, I don't think so. Um, I think it hurts real good. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, it can hurt, but I think if you're with the right person and. I hate to say, you know what you're doing. A little bit of patience, too. It's a little, yeah. It's not something you dive headfirst into. You don't, you know. But, I mean, would you agree? Yeah, it does hurt real good. Yeah. It's it's a different kind of pleasure, pain type of... Don't don't just look at me like that. (laughs) Men have prostates. So women, I think, assume that anal sex is going to be painful, and that's all that it is, is painful. Mm. There's a whole other feeling involved with men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. How much lube should you use? That's a good follow-up question. Yes, it is. My answer is use as much lube as you think you should and then use more. And then use more. That's a good, that's a good answer. Load it up. <laughs> they used to say only use water-based lube, and that's because... The oil-based and the silicone-based lube can break down condoms. Mm -hmm. But if you're not using a condom, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The only difference is uh, water-based lube is easy to wash off. Clean off, yeah. When you're done. Yeah, because oil-based lube takes quite a bit. takes like a a feet to get it all off. It it does stay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to let you have this question. (laughs) Are bigger dicks better? I don't think so. I don't think necessarily. I don't look at you looking at me like I'm shocked when I, I think, uh, I think all of them, all of them are, it really depends upon the person. If you know how to use your tool, I want to hear your answer to this question. Cause you're looking at me like, 
I think bigger dicks are better to look at. Not to have. N- not to use. Yeah. No. Because if you don't know what you're doing with it, it doesn't matter. You know what a Fabergé egg is? Mm-hmm. They're those big ostrich eggs that are encrusted with jewels. jewels and yeah, yeah. So a big dick is like a big Fabergé egg. That's it's pretty to look at, but yeah, that's a good having, answer. Having one is not a benefit. Yeah, that's a good answer too. Yeah, um, it's but size. I hate saying, it, but size doesn't always matter. Like you said, it's good to look at. But then there's, I know people who've had these huge, enormous dicks and they don't know how to do anything with it. And I've seen people who don't have the biggest dick in the world and they, they can work it like a, like no other. Is watching gay porn a good way to learn about gay sex? I think this is a double-edged sword, the answer to this. I think it gives you good ideas, but no, I don't think it's a good learn. I think it gives people false... If you know what you're getting into... If, if you know what it's about before watching it, it could be a good tool. But it's not, it's by no means a, a lesson in gay sex, in my opinion. Well, I have a lot to say about this subject. I want to hear it. They have found that uh, younger men are ashamed to be naked in front of other men. And my theory on that, these are young men who have seen porn online Mm -hmm. and they see all of these guys with these really big, huge dicks and they think everyone has a big, huge dick Mm -hmm. and and theirs is way too small and they're embarrassed by it. Mm -hmm. Now, back in the days before the internet, there were various venues where men could be nude together, swimming and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you would see a whole large variety of dick all. Mm-hmm. And everyone would know, well, yeah, mine is about average. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing to be ashamed of. When you compare yourself to porn, you're going to feel ashamed. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, just to keep the variety, uh, there's a whole lot of activities going on in that porn that nobody's ever going to do, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you regularly see somebody's fist up somebody's ass or to the elbow, and... That's not... It It happens. It's rare. I've only seen it once. Mm. Uh, it's not the norm. No. Um, the, um, the, the porn that you see is not the norm. It's it's the reason it's porn. It's the reason it's being taped, and it's, it's, mm. it, it isn't. It's, it's not a reality. It's... It's a fantasy. A fantasy, yes. And a lot it of people... It should be considered that way. Mm-hmm. And it isn't... It, like, like you said, it isn't the norm. It's not the standard. Mm-hmm. Or not even to say standard. It's not normal. Um, not, I hate saying normal. It's just it's something that you don't... It's a fantasy. It, it's, it's what it is. I, I like watching porn, but I, I don't compare myself to it. No, so do I. I mean, I enjoy it too. We watched it together before. I mean, uh, quite a bit. I've never compared myself to someone, and, um, and I think that's what people fall in these pitfalls. They, they think that they should be hung like someone in a, in a movie or be able to, to fuck as long as they see in the movies. And it just, it's just, it's a fantasy. It's, it, well, there actually is, when they shoot those things, they do the ejaculation scenes, like, early on. Mm-hmm. 
with the first five minutes. Mm. And then, you know, they don't have the desire to after that, and they can continue to film for another 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's, and so they, they switch the, the scenes and, and put the ejaculation scene at the end when mm-hmm. actually it was filmed the other mm-hmm. way around. Yeah, to make them look like they last a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And often um, they will not allow the actors to see each other beforehand because they don't want them to not get along and then not be able to perform. Oh, really? While they're videoing. Uh, yeah. There, there's a whole a whole secret industry, or a, a whole book of secrets in the, the gay porn industry. It's, really? It's pretty interesting. It's, yeah, I never knew that. It's, well, it makes sense, though. You don't want them to be fighting beforehand. Yeah. And gay men can be very catty. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, and pretty critical and off-putting. And, of course, nobody's heard us be that way at all. Listen to you. You're silly there. Is foreplay important? Probably the most important part. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, where you can't compare yourself to porn because there's none of that in porn. No. No. Those those first 20, 30 minutes where you're just enjoying each other's company and touching in places where your underwear doesn't cover, those are... there's only a few square inches of of genitals on your body, but you have a whole body to mm-hmm. to experience mm-hmm. beforehand, and that's that's how it should be done. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, otherwise it's only going to last four minutes. Yeah, and I agree. I think it, between me and you, I think that's some of our more enjoyable is is the the kissing and the, all the foreplay that goes on. And often it's best when we decide to, beforehand that we're not going to have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And there's the, no, the pressure's off. The then. pressure's off, and then if it happens, it happens. Yeah. You know, and we, I think we communicate well enough where tell each other beforehand, you know what, I don't think I'll be able to finish today, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and then if it happens, it happens. But, you know, and then we're, we communicate so well where neither one of us gets upset about it. It's part of life. Hmm. And we, we have realistic expectations, you know, and then sometimes it's, it's a big surprise at the end. <laughs> and then, then you're really happy. Should all gay sex involve a condom? Mm, I, I don't think so. That's a tricky question, though. I mean, I think you need to be careful because, you know, AIDS is still around. But there's ways to prepare for that. I, I guess it's really to each their own. I hate saying that because you know, but you need to pay responsibility for what you're going to. I think. What do you think? It depends greatly on what you're doing and who you're doing it with. Yeah. If it's if it's something where you're going to have bodily transmission from one person to another, it better be with somebody you trust and and you know. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want to. Use a condom. There are other methods. There are other prophylactics. And mm. Yeah, that's what is prep. Prep is it's, it's um, taking a drug that will sort of make you immune to HIV for a period of time. Okay. And it's something that you have to take every day, and you have to take I think for a couple of months before you have sex. Oh, really? 
and it, I don't, I don't, in some places insurance covers it, some places it doesn't. I don't know that it's addressed in the Affordable Hair, Hair, Care Act. Care Act. Um, I kind of doubt it. No, I doubt it too. It's, it's probably kind of expensive, but if, you know, that's, if you can't use a condom or won't use a condom, it's better than nothing. Yeah. It also will not protect you from chlamydia or syphilis or any of those other STDs. Have you ever gotten an STD? I don't think so. I got crabs once. Crabs? Crabs. Well, um, okay, nobody considers that. Okay, well, I did. I mean, that's like getting head lice. Yeah, that's Just in a different place. Just in a different area. Okay. Pretty much everybody who goes to a bear run Gets knows to de-louse, de-louse themselves with, when they the, get home. with that stuff yeah. Yeah, before you come home. Well, that makes sense. And you don't have to really be doing any sex to transmit lice. No, I mean, you can just walk by and be born. That's, I mean, that's well, if they're not going to jump on you. But yeah. if you're kissing and hugging and touching yeah. and whatever, yeah. It can we kind transfer. of make a little trip over, a little day trip over your body. Yes. A little crawl over there. Yeah, no, I've never had... Anything I've never got, anything else. So, but no, when I was in college, the, the fraternity house had a run of crabs go through it. Oh, yeah, I can see that. So I remember one guy; he actually had it, and one of them was in his eyebrow. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yeah, that was rather funny. So we used to play a joke called Marco Polo. <laughs> you yell Marco, and then someone would go Polo, 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 Polo. <laughs> it was rather stupid, but it was still funny. How long should it take to come to ejaculation? As long as you're willing to take. Yeah. That's sort of a problem for me. Most in four minutes and they're done. Uh-huh. For me, it's more like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Usually by an hour and a half, I'm too sore to go on uh-huh. anyway. Uh, it's always been that way. If you're one of those, and there's a lot of men who you know just come too quickly... Talk to your doctor about it. There are beta blockers that they can, the doctor can prescribe that will make it much more difficult for you to come. Hmm. And it'll be a, a more satisfying experience and you know, it won't be over in four minutes. Hmm. Um, for me, that's never been the problem. It's yeah. always been lots and lots of time and fantasy and touching. And, hmm. and most of the time... Well over four minutes, I would say. Yeah. A lot of times I give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's better than letting myself be frustrated by it. And I don't want to judge myself for it. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't whatsoever. I know there's a lot of people out there that wish they could hold off as long as you mm-hmm. could. So I guess we kind of covered everything in it. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? <laughs> no. We actually went... Far beyond the questions this time, I think. Yeah, we did, actually. So, all right, well, um, it's your favorite time of the week, so what's your favorite joke right now? Okay. Since this is about gay sex, I'm going to get all my dirty jokes out at one time here, so we're going to have multiple jokes. Okay. What is the difference between a hobo and a homo? What? A hobo doesn't have any friends, but a homo has friends up the ass. (laughs) That's a good one. What do you call a gay dinosaur? I have a feeling. What is it? I think you know this I think I know it. What is it? A Megasaurus. (laughs) That's good. What's a good name for a gay band? I don't know. 
one erection. <laughs> okay. Last joke. What is a 68? Number 469. You suck me off and I'll just owe you one. Oh, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. We hope you've enjoyed episode 69 of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Bear. This is Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.